With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfree shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh, You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others. But yeah, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Idle Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at adfreeshows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com. It's the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Woo Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Woo Wings! Legendary flavors! World championship wings! Woo! Woo Wings! Yeah! Woo Woo! NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lenders. Woo!
The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. Broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell. And today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster, and a man who is the consummate professional, whether in the ring dishing out Spine Busters or on this program, shilling Blue Chew. Ladies, especially the First Lady of the ARN Anderson Fan Club, and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce the enforcer, AA Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week? You know what? It just occurred to me you're wearing Denver colors. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Think about it. Look at that for just a minute. Okay. You don't think so? Uh, yeah, I can see that, but you like it, right? Because it's I'm digging, I'm digging, digging the shit out of it. Yes. It's the Horseman logo shirt for those that are just listening to audio only. I got a horseman shirt on Arn has a horseman shirt on and, uh, which by the way, they can check out, right. The horseman store is open for business, my friend, right? It is. And we're, you know, trying to pin down some jackets, a jacket company, pin down some hats and visors and stuff. So anything out there you would like to see with the horseman logo, let us know. There you go. And we will try our very best to accommodate you. Man, listen, he owns it. He owns the trademark. We're getting all kinds of merch out there for you. So check it out. If you're a fan of the four horsemen, this is the time to scoop up on all this fantastic merch. I love this gray shirt here with the horseman logo and, uh, man, you're wearing it, rocking a snazzy one too, Arn. So, uh, let's do this, man. Let's talk about what we're diving into. It's November this month. Last week, we talked about all things, October 89, including the title change. That occurred on two different TV programs, the house show loop with demolition and the Saturday night's main event with the rockers today. We're going to cover that last month of your time in WWF as an active wrestler. Are you ready to dive in double a? Yeah, this is going to be a little heavier than we've been talking about lately. It is. I've got the questions lined up and, uh, so let's jump right into it. Arn, the month of November began at the television tapings in Wichita, Kansas, on the first on the program, Tully Russell, the ultimate warrior for the Intercontinental Championship, and what would be Tully's last match in WWF. During that match, you interfered, leading to a DQ at the six-minute mark of the contest. With Survivor Series coming up, Haku and Andre joined the fight, outnumbering the warrior at first until he was joined by his Survivor Series teammates, the Rockers and Jim Neidhart. Even with you guys on your way out, Vince used this match to build to the Survivor Series. 
but that build would exclude one Tully Blanchard. After this TV taping, Tully is fired for failing a drug test. You guys had already given notice as a team and were scheduled to finish up at the Survivor Series. The failed drug test meant that Jim Hurd, who was now the head of WCW, declined to hire Tully as agreed. You've told us in the past, Arn, that this led to your money being cut because the $250,000 three-year contract that you guys agreed to included both you and Tully. Now, I want to ask a few questions as we're going to dig into this. First, Tully had the reputation, buddy, as being someone who liked to indulge and have a good time. But up to this point, to the best of your knowledge, had he ever been drug tested? And since this is your show, were you ever drug tested in the WWF? Yes. And when we first got there, many times. And I think, you know, number one, we got to, let's see. What was that town right outside of Chicago, Rockford? We actually got to Rockford. And in the morning, I guess he got the, you know, they let him travel to the town. And they called him at his hotel, found out where he was staying. And then he called me and said, well, they're they're sending me home. So we got the gut punch early in in the morning, mid-morning. So I was flabbergasted. Um, But what are you going to do? So he went home, got to TV, found out he had failed a drug test. The only hook in the whole thing, though, was I, they busted him not on the last drug test that he had, but the one before that. Mm. And I couldn't figure out how, okay, they're just, how do they bust you? Why wouldn't they have busted him on that one at the time? You know what I mean? Why did they let him continue yeah. to work? And it was the next one. You know, you, there was another one. It was very, very confusing, but they sent him home. And then that started a whole new chain of events. Well, let's, let's continue to dig in here. So when the decisions made to fire Tully immediately, and you knew that you were going to finish up at survivor series, what was your reaction thoughts or recollections of when you heard the news that Tully was gone? What what's just take us back there to that moment for you, Warren. Well, it was hard. It was tough. You know, it, It's one of those things that I think in his mind, he was just going to go ahead and go home, ride out the rest of his deal at home. Uh, Of course, he wasn't going to make any money. They weren't going to pay him anything. There was no guaranteed contract. So they were going to send him home. And then I'm thinking, okay, what? Now, what does that mean for me? Because in those days, if your partner got fired, sometimes that could completely kill your whole deal. Right. You know, you're just, you know, blowing in the wind out there. Uh, I never, I never failed a drug test. There was nothing to fail. I wasn't on the gas. I wasn't using any illegal drugs. Did some serious drinking during that time. But uh, as we know, that's legal. And uh, found out they were going to, to finish out the bookings. We were booked with demolition most of the rest of that month if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So they were put Haku as my partner. That's right. Which was awesome. That calmed all my nerves, calmed all the jets. I, He and I had become very good friends. And to this day, we're very good friends to that day. So 
that part of it worked out. We didn't hear anything from, from WCW. There was radio, zero radio silence. And we had go ahead and uh, negotiated a deal through Rick. Three, it was going to be 250 times three. And uh, nothing was said about it. So now I'm going to start to continue to work out my notice. And that's where we're at with this thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can you tell us, Arn, the best that you remember, how word would have ever gotten back to Turner about Telly failing the drug test? Oh, that's now that's something that there was no social media or any of that stuff, but that would have made it through the hotline, the stooge hotline. People that didn't like Tully, people that wanted to see Tully fail, I would suggest that maybe somebody from WWF even tipped them off. Yeah. You know, I would think. Now, it wasn't, they didn't know for a fact that we were going to go to WCW because Japan had contacted us and we were kind of telling everybody, we're probably going to just go home and, you know, relax a little bit and probably make some Japan trips. We never mentioned WCW. But things get out. Boys are still talking back then. Yeah. 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 Certainly are. Well, you have one failed drug test and Tully Blanchard is virtually out of wrestling forever with only a few appearances here and there. Tully was the flashpoint. Think about this. So many angles, especially as from my childhood, the rivalry with Magnum, the creation of Tully Blanchard enterprises, the matches with dusty bringing baby doll in the run with the horseman. And of course, Arn, the run with the tag titles, both NWA and WWF. Did it surprise you that there was no negotiation or road to redemption for a guy like him? Was was the drug test just the reason everyone needed just to blackball the guy at this point or what? I don't know how he handled it going forward. I don't know if he went into a, you know, cocoon and just didn't talk to anybody. I don't know if if he was bitter and indignant about his situation. Um, because, if, you know, to ful- fulfill this sequence of events, I continued to work every day, work every day. He went home, and we really weren't in that much contact. Maybe there was one phone call, you know, after I got home off the road. Anything, any updates? No, no, I guess I'm just going to sit home. I said, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to finish working out my notice. There was no updates or anything like that. But for it to 
a guy that could work like that for it to suddenly retire him. You know, I don't know if if there was now. Remember, at this time, there was only just a few places. I mean, he, I don't know how he would have fared in Japan. They liked the bigger guys over there. I don't know that that would have been a good fit. You weren't going to make a lot of money in Tennessee and WCW and uh, WWF was the only other two options. So when you left WWF and now what will turn out to be it, you screwed yourself with, you know, WCW, that I took a lot of options away yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm sure they got lowballed by independence, you know, and what they were willing to pay him because they knew they knew he, he had screwed himself out. both yeah. places. Yeah. So, so here was the way the Jim Hurt thing went down. I mean, I finished up which we'll get to, I guess, uh, I finished up at survivor series and, uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but, uh, I just went on about business as usual. Here was the thing that floored me. I started to get, uh, checks from my time with Haku the first two weeks. It's like my checks doubled and I, you know, I, I said, Barry, Jesus Christ, you know, damn, money's been good. And we, you never talked about what you made or what another guy, you never asked what another guy made. And he went, well, not that good. And I said, okay, well, I thought that was good. And it was, it turned out Vince's master plan now that he screwed Tully because he always wants to have the last word. That's the thing. It's blind obedience. You work for the guy and it's his way or the highway. But those last, that last month of all those house shows, he ended up catching up not only the 50 grand that he owed me when it all shook out. It's all said and done. When I got my last check for WWE, WWF at the time, uh, I had more money than I'd ever made in my life. Oh my goodness. And by 50 grand, that's what I was up. And this is just from partnering with Haku. No, it was because he wanted to show me. I told you I would make it up to you. And this is how easy it would have been. If you would have stayed, you fucked yourself by leaving me. How diabolical. And brilliant. So he just showed me what I already knew. And we knew that day that 50 grand a piece was nothing. It's the fact that we asked him and called him on it. And we said, Vince, you said, when you go, Vince, you said, and he goes, I don't recall that you got nowhere to go. You're screwed. Because when he says, I don't recall it, it never happened. And those next four weeks were, were incredible. Wow. My, my mind's blown. I had no idea about that. It's incredible. Not Isn't only to brilliant? catch you up, but then he gave you an, but you made an additional 50, that 50 grand that, uh, he had, he had promised, you know, that we would make more than we ever made for Crockett. Well, that 50 did it. Wow. 
Okay. And it was 50 pretty much to the, to the penny. And then, and then another, the 50 above it. Yeah. And Tully had to know, cause I had to tell him what happened and he wasn't getting paid anything. I didn't oh, tell him a figure. Oh. I just went, Jesus Christ. You know, he said, how's your money been? You know, it was one of those things they rape you. They're raping you, you know, on the way out. Cause that's the way it happens sometimes. Yeah, right. That's what you figure. Yeah. If you had heat, they're going to screw you all the way out. Sure. And I went, I can't, I can't lie. It's been the best it's ever been. The son of a bitch. Oh, now, tully, I mean, tully, it, tully, tully. devilishly evil. Diabolical. Diabolical. That's probably the word I was looking for. Listen, they, uh, my goodness. Okay. Well, there's the big nugget for this week, uh, boys and girls. That's incredible. So all that last month, and then here comes the money. Arndo, is it fair to say, as we continue to talk about Tully here a little bit, man, that he, since he was out though, as far as the horsemen go, even after adding Sid in the coming months, they would never enjoy the same success and prominence as you guys did back in the eighties. And was that because Tully never really was part of it again? Do you think that? <clears throat> even though there were tremendous performers and we tried to restart it a few times, but it was, it was never the same that it was with Barry. I thought first go around and uh, Oli, it never was quite the same. It just wasn't. Um, and not having Tully as an option anymore. Yeah. Yeah, without I feel like, and you know, there's going to people take this the wrong way, but I feel like Tully and I were the nucleus cornerstones of the horsemen, and we were the one unsung heroes that went in there, kicked some ass, and got our ass kicked quite a bit to keep and protect Flair, who was the world champion, and allow him to hang on to that belt. That was the story. Uh, as long as he had us watching his back, he was going to be world champion long as he wanted to be and that was the story and without Tully and I, I feel like when we walked out the door that uh everything changed arm when this uh for lack of a better word windfall happens i mean as a mature man who has spent 40 years in this business and 30 years removed looking back now do you still feel you did the right thing, just continuing to move on? Or is there a part of you that thought, man, I should have just walked back and say, hey, Vince, am I still done or do I have a shot to, to stick around? When I walked out of Crockett that night in Philadelphia, I knew there was no turning back. When I put in my notice and he took his shoes off, as symbolic as that is, took his gym shoes off that yeah. day, I know there was no turning back. Nobody screwed Vince out of his workout. He worked out every day, every TV. He would disappear in the afternoon after production meeting and all that. He would go work out. And for him to not do that, there's no turning back. Um, so I knew that going into the last shot, which was Survivor Series, there's no turning back. Any regrets? Nope. Good. Because they... Like I said, they they cut me, they cut my money, you know. And uh, I'll just go ahead and talk to tell you the conversation with. Uh, now this has not been 
Tully hasn't talked to him. He thinks the, the deal is still good. I think the deal is still good. A day before or something, Survivor Series or whatever, I, I talked to Rick and he goes, God, I got some bad news and I don't I don't know. I think I can fix it, but I don't know. I don't know if I can or not. You know, they're not going to hire Tully. They just said it's, it's too bad for the company. So I finish out Survivor Series. I go home. I go down to Atlanta to meet with Jim Hurd, and I walk in. Now this, and I don't know who put this in his head. I don't think he's smart enough to have done this. But I sit down. Da, 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 da. I know we had a handshake deal on the two fifty. He said, but fact is, you know, we. I was hiring a team and you, you are not worth as much as you and Tully were as a team. So I'm going to cut you uh, 150 grand off that contract. <sighs> it went to 150 to 250 instead of 250 times. So yeah, that's a lot of money at my house. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but for him to say that you're not worth as much as a team, or as a single as y'all are as a team, that had to come from somebody I don't know. Pretty evil some bitch whoever put that in his head. I just don't think he came up with that. But that, hey, it didn't matter because I went from being on the road. Here's the ace of the entire thing. I went from being on the road 24 days a month to eight days a month. And most of those eight days were around Atlanta. That's beautiful. So I could drive down and I could drive back at the end of it. I never had to stay. I didn't have to stay over, but a couple, three times a, a month, maybe. And hmm. uh, being home meant everything. There you go. So it all worked. I mean, yeah, the money, that's a big hit. Like you said, it's a lot of money to anybody, but the trade-off <laughs> is the fa family time and all the time that you got to be at home and, Sometimes you can't could put a price on that. No, you can't put a price on it. And it meant more to me than anything. I had a three-year-old, you know, our Barrett, our, our first son. And uh, I just remember him crying a couple times, you know, dad, when are you coming home? When are you uh -huh. coming home? You know, what do you tell him? You can't explain it. And it just, thing is, you would come home, you'd be so exhausted the first day. You go eat lunch, they pick you up at the airport. You go eat lunch, you go die for that day. You got a middle day that's kind of free. Third day, you're packing to go back on the road. So it's not really like three days off. No. We it's try hard, to act like it's a big, nice three-day vacation, but it ain't like that at all. It was a hard place to work, buddy. I'm not kidding you. I bet you. Well, listen, regardless of what transpired at the TV tapings, you're back on the road and following Tully's firing, the WWF still delivered the marquee tag team matches with you and demolition. And as you said, for almost the entirety of November, you teamed with the King Haku, your buddy. But interestingly, on November 2nd in Rockford, Illinois, 1500 people saw you team with the man from the deepest, darkest places in Africa, Akeem, the African dream. You guys closed the show at the Metro Center that night in Rockford in a losing effort to the champs, Axe and Smash Arn. We haven't mentioned Akeem or One Man Gang, if you prefer. He was a stalwart for Bill Watts in the UWF. 
And man, an athletic heel that drew money as JR reminds us about Big George from time to time. I know this one match, but can you share any memories of working with Akeem or even something about your time with him as you guys would share a locker room? And what did you think about Akeem and, and the boss man? They were positioned as one of the top two heel tag teams uh, during your time in WWF. Tang was huge, man. It was about six, what was it, six nine? Yeah, six nine had to be. Four hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah. And and again, I was reeling. That was the day in Rockford that I found out Tully had been sent That's home. That's right. That's right. I go to the building, I'm reeling. Now I find out, you know, I felt bad for him because my head, that was one of the few times my head was not in the game because I was just trying to figure out what okay, now they're gonna put the boots to me, you know, if uh they sent him home for for a drug test that was two drug tests ago and all this stuff. Now I start getting paranoid. Yeah. And I don't remember the match, to be honest with you. I'm sure my head wasn't there. I hope True. I wasn't too bad a partner for him. Uh, but he was hardworking son of a gun, boy, and a good guy. Really was a good guy. Born on the third in Peoria, Peora, Illinois, 3,500 people attended matches at the Civic Center in the middle of the card, and I mean smack dab in the middle of it. Demolition defeated you and everyone's number one badass and sweetheart of a guy, Haku. Aren't you and Haku are going to work the rest of this month, month representing the Heenan family, but this is as good as a time as any to ask you the question posed by AFS member Leighton Husky. And he says, Arm, what was Haku like to work with considering he's known as the most legit shoot fighter in the business? Does he live up to what people say? And did you travel with him? And if so, what was he like? Sweetheart, the Island boys, you'll find out barbarian Roman reigns, all those guys, the Usos, they're just nice, sweet, polite human beings. And if you're their friend, brother, they'll lay down and let a train run over them for you. Mm. Haku, was became probably my best friend there at the time on the road with that company. And he just, he was just so honest and he would do anything in the world for you. But buddy, <clears throat> when it came to chopping and such yeah. combat, he brought it. Mm. He was safe where he put it, but buddy, he brought it. And I used to sit there on the apron going, why don't I just leave him in, let him finish this? But uh, that was not what they had in mind. So, but he was a great worker. He was smooth. I mean, he, he could, uh, if you can find tape somewhere, he could throw a drop kick and hit a guy at 300 pounds right in the mouth. And it was Flawless. I'm talking a six foot plus guy. You know, he was athletic as hell. Really was. He was a tremendous worker. I, I think thanks to guys like you and others on their podcast that I've talked about him, that we as fans now view him through a different lens and can go back and enjoy his matches even more so than what we did growing up. Just knowing the kind of guy he was, how tough he was, not only in the ring, but out the ring, but also just paying attention to some of those throwing those drop kicks and what he could do in the ring. So I appreciate you and others that have shared stories about him because it's definitely enhanced my overall view of Haku. Do not be his enemy, but if you're his friend, you don't have a better friend than Earth. That's awesome. 
So listen, not only, uh, you know, he is the baddest of the bad. He gets tons of attention from our friends on ad free shows. So we've got a couple more questions. I'm going to ask Mr. Go Pats himself. Anthony Pyers wants to know if the money was too good in WWF to pass up, how effective could an Arn Haku team have been? Very good. I saw your eyebrow go up in the air like you were just thinking of how good that could be. Oh, God. But, but it's like if I would have stayed, now forget about what I think the team, I think the team could have, we could have ran with the titles for a year. That's how good he was. And uh, durable, uh, not injury prone, perfect businessman, always there on time, no issues there. Uh, could have been great. But if I would have stayed, he would have picked his time and there would have been a sniper shot heard around the world. He would have got me <laughs> and we know who he is. That's right. You know, he was going to have the, you know, I had to get on out there because there was no turning back. Hmm. I actually had a couple of people, you know, and I don't even remember exactly who they were, but talent going, Hey man, now that you're rid of, you know, Tully. Why don't you stay? You know, nobody has a bad word to say about you. Why don't you just ask, guys? I, because I know what's what's coming. I, I can't. Yeah, that's right. Well, the last question for now concerning the King. Friend of the show, Drew Landry, wants to know, you work with Tully for a large part of your tag team career. Compare and contrast Haku with Tully. Oh, you can't compare anybody with Haku. Nobody. Um, that's a that's that's a really good, interesting question. They were as unalike as anybody you'll ever find. Tully will tell you he was an indignant some bitch. The reason he had so much success in the business was he was a rat bastard, and it came across to the fans. It came across to the locker room. Tully just has this, this thing about him that he's just indignant asshole. And to this day, and I know he's he's found God. I'm happy for him and all that. And, you know, he does a lot of the ministry stuff, and I'm happy about that. But I, deep down, Tully is just going to be Tully, and he has that. That's right. He just has that thing. You know, That hey, asshole I, quality about him. I got some of that in myself. I'm trying to do better, however. <laughs> but uh, we all got a little bit of it in us, aren't you? Now, some more than if, others. If you're a grown man, I think you've got to have some of it. Yeah, all of us. Him, maybe a double share. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Arn, you have often referred to Haku as the human vegematic, a man who could turn on and on at any notice, no matter the venue. Well, as our loyal listeners know, the one place that every guy wants to be a human vegematic, the baddest of the bad, and the undisputed king in the bedroom... And that's where it's at. But if your scepter isn't quite as solid as it used to be, fellas, it's time you turn to the only gimmick you'll ever need to reclaim your crown. And that, my friends, is Blue Chew. BlueChew.com is giving guys confidence all over the world. Isn't that right, Arn? I'm glad these things weren't around and that he took them and went to the bar. (laughs) And some some group of hillbillies or some bike bikers, I don't give a shit. Football players, a group of grown men, whatever walk of life they came from, would have popped off to Haku with a couple of blue chews in his system. Look out! Mass murder. He already came close to that as it was, let alone without blue chill. Yeah, brother, he is. He, there's stories of him and five or six cops taking seven or eight cops to to get him cuffed. Just bit a guy's nose off. I mean, don't mess with Haku, please. Listen, Haku, though, listen, just like the rest of us, he's normal. I mean, he, you know, maybe we're talking about his abnormal ability. But he he believes in Blue Chew, too. And, I mean, it's an online prescription service. There's no visits to the doctor's office, no weird, awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door. Guys, we've talked about it over and over again on this show. All you got to do is sign up at BlueChew.com. You can consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, bam, you got it within days. The best part, all done online. Don't like swallowing pills? No big deal, guys. Listen, they have it in chewable form, too. There's all kinds of reasons why we can't perform. It could be age. It could be anxiety. Maybe it's a medical condition. Arn, I know you've heard about performance anxiety. It's just not in the ring, though, pal. It happens in the bedroom from guys all across this great country of ours. Well, it takes it out of your hands, doesn't it? Blue Chew just provides the stimulus, and you ain't got no choice. Now, unless you want to look mighty stupid walking around your living room with a boner, you better time the shit and plan it for bedtime and get in your room and lock the doors. You said it takes it out of your hands. Well, it could put it right back in your hands. If that's how you want to enjoy your blue chew too. Listen, bluechew.com. Here's the special code for our listeners. Arn. That's the promo code. You want to use at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code Arn to receive your first month free. Go to bluechew.com for more details and safety info. Arn, you and the uncrowned heavyweight champion worked the next day in Schofield, Wisconsin at the DC Everest High School Gym. Yes, that's correct. You're at a high school gym. And the crowd was treated to demolition battling you and Haku. On the 5th in Madison at the Dane County Coliseum as part of a matinee show, you and Haku took on demolition in one of the featured contests of the event. Later that day, again, double shot with a live event in Illinois at East High School. The fans in attendance watched Demolition beat you and Haku. And we know that Haku and Andre will defeat Demolition in December for the tag titles as the colossal connection. Did these matches with you not only serve to get the match with Demolition in the ring, 
due to all the advertising, but also serve in your mind, Arn, to get Haku ready for demolition since he would be the one taking most of the bumps, let's be honest, and giving most of the offense uh, once he's paired with Andre, who obviously is aging, hurt, uh, et cetera. Well, I think there was some planning there. Yep. Um, three high school gyms for the WWF coming isn't to town. Something? Isn't that something? That's a sea show. Yeah. I guarantee it. That's a sea show for those towns. Now, Barry is getting paid. Here's the, here's the trickery. Barry and Bill are getting paid off of those houses. How much could it be being high school gyms? That was a, a, by purpose. Now, they were going to pay the price. I was getting twice what they were getting. That's what's amazing to me. You're talking about how much you got paid that month, and yet we're talking high school gyms. That he wanted to slap me in the face with it. He didn't want me to go, well, I wonder if, no, it's crystal clear. He is overpaying me, knowing I'm going to tell Tully, I'm going to tell Demolition, anybody else that hears about that, you know, because I was getting paid a lot more than I should. And those towns, I've never, I, I, the whole time I was there, we were never in three high school, high school gyms. gyms. No. And then, buddy, right after that, you're five days off the road. Yeah. Five days. So, yeah. so now, 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 high school gyms and then five days off the road. So you're absolutely, you've op- absolutely nailed it on what he's trying to do here. You guys come off the road. You're back in the Midwest. This time you're in Columbus at the Ohio Center. And you and Haku would wrestle demolition in a more appropriate position, second from the top. The main event saw Macho King take down Hacksaw Jim Duggan after Macho hit Duggan with Cherry's loaded purse. Gotta love all these angles from back in the day. <laughs> and then on uh, Veterans Day, November 11th, the, tr- the crew traveled to the Boston Garden to perform in front of a modest crowd of 5,500. The lineup that night looked like this, Arn. Here we go. You got Paul Roma pinning Iron Mike Sharp. Got Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, pinning Jimmy Snuka. Tugboat, pinning the Brooklyn Brawler. Randy Savage, pinning Jim Duggan. Dino Bravo, pinning Jim Nyhart. You got the tag team champions, Demolition, defeating Arn and Haku. And you got Jake Roberts, defeating Ted DiBiase via DQ when Virgil interfered. Uh, So that's uh, a pretty stout card, again, loaded with a lot of Hall of Fame talent. The next day, you guys would wrestle in a town and venue that you're very familiar with. The Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, 4,000 fans attended that matinee show. Featured you and Haku working with Demolition, third from the top. The good news is, though, buddy, this is a Hogan card. Hulk defeated Bad News Brown in the main event, and Dusty pinned the boss man in the semi-main for that evening. I know we have not spoken about Bad News Brown previously. Did you ever run into him before your time was up in the WWF, uh, Arn? I know he was had a reputation as a legit tough guy. Yeah, he was he was there on uh, just for a short time when we first got there, but his reputation preceded itself. He was a badass. You never mess with bad news. Well, uh, you guys then are back in Ohio, the same state you worked two days earlier. So there's that. You and Haku wrestled demolition in Dayton at the Hera Arena. This time you are back on the Warrior card as he worked Andre that night in the main event. And Jake Roberts would defeat Ted DiBiase second from the top. Double A, once again, we see the schedules having you crisscrossing the country at a frenetic pace. The stand in line and hurry up and wait routines are in full swing, which you talked about earlier. And you guys have to be running on fumes. Rest 
meaningful rest came at a premium back in the golden era. But now that you've slowed down, Arn, we know that you have no problem getting a restful night's sleep thanks to our friends at Chili Sleep. Chili Sleep makes customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. And Arn, we've said it over and over again on this show, a good night's rest is so important. And I know you're a big fan of keeping it dark and cool every night. Imperative. If you're going to go through life and still, you know, I'm 63. I can't do all the stuff that I used to do. But if you're going to have a quality life, you want to work out pretty much five days a week, whatever it is, you're going to be traveling airports and not getting a lot of rest. It's important that when you are home, that you get the best rest you possibly can. Buddy, Chili Sleep has solutions for all our listeners. Listen, they make the Uller and Cube Sleep systems, hydropower, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. And if you want that extra layer of comfort, they also make the Chili Blanket, the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. So listen, head over to chilisleep.com forward slash arn to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new cube or Oler sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for ARN listeners and for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash ARN to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So, Arn, following three days away from the road, you guys are back in the heart of WWF country working in Northeast Loop. And on the 17th, you and Haku wrestled demolition in that sweet, sweet cocoa country, Hershey Park Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just like you like it, that Hershey bar in the almonds. I'm sure you grabbed one while you were there. You guys are back on the on the Dusty Boss Man and Piper Root card. So, again, there's lots of talent on this loop. And, of course, as is well established, if you were able, and as I said earlier, I'm sure you grabbed that Hershey with almonds. But then it's November 18th. It's the B-Town crew. You worked at Meadowlands in East Rutherford, the same venue you guys sold out in August for SummerSlam. This time, though, there's 5,500 fans, and they showed up for a matinee show. Believe it or not, Arn, you and Haku worked with Demolition fourth on a nine-match lineup. Did you hear me? Fourth on the card. Working our way down the ladder of success. Here's the card. You ready? Mark Young defeated Bob Bradley, whoever that, those two guys are. Whoa, Bobby, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know who Young Mark is? Young. That's that's Youngblood, right? That's Chief Strongbow. Jay Strongbow's son. Strongbow's son. That's it. Mark Strongbow. That's right. Then you got Boris. I almost called him Ham and Eggers. Uh, you know, the great Bobby Heenan. Boris Zukov pinned Al Perez. You have uh, the Canadian Hulk Hogan, Dino Bravo, pinning Jim Neidhart. And then this is where you guys are. Demolition defeating Arn and Haku. Then after you, it's Bret Hart who fought Tito Santana to a double countout. Dusty pinning the boss man. Honky Tonk Man defeating the Red Rooster, second from the top. And then Roddy Piper fought Rick Rude to a double DQ in a lumberjack match. 
So there you go. But you guys weren't done, man. Guess where you headed from there? Back to the Philadelphia Spectrum to complete the double shot. The same exact matches as early in the day took place. This time for this crowd, you and Haku went on third from the top against Demolition. Is this the sw- decision to switch up the order of the card in Philly a result of the reception earlier in the day? Or do you think the road agents are aware Philly loves them, some R and Anderson? They know who you are. They're big fans of your work, and they wanted to see you in more of a prime position. No. <laughs> that much thought didn't go into it. I'm trying to I'm trying to give you some some credit here. There is no rationale to that. <laughs> that was a B show, right? How many people did it say? It doesn't give us they didn't and our history didn't give us the uh so it wasn't great. Yeah. It just it was, you know, if you look at the underneath stuff, it was there was no angles there. That was just hodgepodge of matches. So it's just them shuffling the deck. That's it. Yeah. Well, the following day, the card and lineup would change once again. This time, you and Haku opened up the event. You were the openers at the Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto against the Hart Foundation. What a treat that's got to be for our friends in the North. Interestingly, the main event featured the Ultimate Warrior and the boss, Andre the Giant, in a steel cage. Hopefully, Warrior was on his best behavior for that one. Uh, But the rest of the card here is worth mention as well. Remember, this is just one day after the Philly show on the same loop. Because you got Brett and Jim defeating, they defeated you guys, you and Haku. Then you had Earthquake defeating Richard Charland. No clue. The Brooklyn Brawler defeated Al Perez, who uh, uh, was here with the uh, WWF at the time. The Genius defeating Jim Powers. You got Rick Martell defeating Brutai, Brutus Beefcake. You got Mr. Perfect defeating Jimmy Snuka. And then you had the Warrior defeating Andre in a steel cage match. No offense to some of these guys, but this one just doesn't seem to have... The same sizzles the night before, but uh, that's the lineup for this card. Cold matches. There's no yeah. angles, just booking names, and that don't really do it. Ah, good point. No no angles, just matches. The following day, you're at the Market Square Arena in Indy. WWF recorded syndicated TV. Of course, Arn, you're not on any of the television shows since she had given your notice. Were you still expected to show up at TV by the management, even though they knew they weren't going to use you because your departure was imminent? Oh, yeah. And they wouldn't tell you if you're working or not till late in the day. So you'd have to stay. Oh. At least for showtime. They would hit you with that. Well, you know, stuff always changes. Yeah, just to keep you hanging around. You know, they weren't going to put us on TV because they weren't going to put us over. And if they're just going to beat us to be beating us, that was a conversation they probably didn't want to have. So. Well, Arne, nobody I talk to on a weekly basis knows better than you do about the challenges of living on the road. Your travel scheduled back in the golden era required adequate and reliable transportation of some kind, be that on in the air, on the open road. And unfortunately, 30 years ago, there was no peace of mind or guarantee that you could leave your house with. Thanks to our partner, CarShield, this is no longer the case for our loyal listeners. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. And let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance, 
And listen, their administrators are there for rental car options and reimbursement at no extra cost to you. So get coverage today. Lock in the price now. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from rising costs and repairs for your vehicle. So CarShield not only helps me protect myself and my wallet from expensive car repairs, they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash ARN to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash ARN. A deductible may apply. On the next day, WWF recorded even more television for syndication. Again, you are not on any of these tapings. But according to our friend Richard Land with History of WWE.com, there was a match scheduled for Wrestling Challenge between the Brainbusters and Demolition, but it was canceled when Tully was fired for the failed drug test. It's been 23 years, but do you remember a planned rematch with Demolition being part of the plan before Tully's termination at all? That was just to take the heat off of them as a promotion and put it on Tully that you weren't going to have the match. That was, that's all that was. Arn, as we get closer here to, uh, to Thanksgiving, it's the 22nd. You and Haku are back at it, closing out the show against the champs in South Bend, Indiana at the Joyce Athletic and Convocation Center. And Arn, we're finally here. Your last event for the WWF for nearly 12 years. Survivor Series 1989 took place in Chicago, the American home of professional wrestling at the Rosemont Horizon. 15,294 fans came to the matches on Thanksgiving night. Your match closed the show as the Heenan family. You got Andre, the King Haku, the enforcer, Arn Anderson, and Bobby the Brain Heenan, who subbed for Tudley. That's right. I didn't, I didn't mess that up here. Bobby the Brain Heenan was part of that team took on the ultimate warrior, the Rockers and Jim, the anvil night art. There's eight hall of famers in this match alone. And we would be mistaken to call it the main event because Hogan wrestled in the middle of the card on this night and got the pose down early brother. So here we go. Let's talk about the match yarn. The intercontinental champion, the ultimate warrior, Jim Neidhart and Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty defeated Andre Haku, Arn and Bobby Heenan. In an elimination match at 20 minutes, 28 seconds, following Nightheart, Michaels, and Jannetty's entrance, the three were attacked by Andre until the Warrior ran out to make the save. Andre was counted out at the 22nd mark after being knocked to the floor by Warrior. So, you can see here, they booked Andre just to go ahead and uh, take the early fall. Again, you said it. The guy's in pain, not moving well. Um, So, that's what they did here with him. Haku would pin Nightheart at 3.30 with a kick to the back of the head after Neidhart knocked Anderson to the floor. Heenan pinned Janetti. I didn't stutter or stammer there, at 8.49, following several stomps and a knee drop after Anderson and Haku double-teamed Janetti. Michaels would pin Haku at 12.51 with a crossbody off the top with Warriors help pushing him. After Haku missed a crossbody off the middle turnbuckle, Anderson then pinned Michaels with the spine buster at 15.38. That's right, Arn. You're going out on top. You're pinning Sean freaking Michaels with a spine buster at 1538. Then the ultimate warrior would pin you at 1818. Did you realize that was your last pin of your career in WWF? Uh, you'd have ultimate warrior pinning you. It was that? not a spine buster. As you know, the Anderson it was slam. what a maneuver <laughs> or as Tony called it, the Anderson slam. Yeah, what, a, what a crock of shit. <laughs> warrior pin Anderson at 1818 with the press slam and splash. After Anderson collided with Heenan, Warrior pinned Heenan with a shoulder block and splash after the bout. 
Warrior chased Heenan down the aisle, knocked him down on his way backstage. This is a standout match for Michael as he went deep in this one and took a lot of the action. But on your way out, you got him with the spine buster. But in all seriousness, after working a three-month program with you and Telly early in the year, how good was Sean? We've asked him multiple times, man, but you you pin him. Your last uh, your last pin in WWF is your pinning Shawn Michaels. The bigger story is <clears throat> in their final act of control, they left me down to the end. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have beat me first? It I thought, yeah. Left me in there with Warrior. And Bobby was still left, but it was basically me and Warrior for five or six minutes. Yeah. You know, that wasn't going to go well. You got all his main maneuvers, that's for sure. But it was sending a message to the very end. Leave him in. Leave him in, and let's make sure he go, we, he goes Torture out him. I want him to go out. Torture him. Arn, you told Connor out a story concerning your total pay from WWF back in episode 14. And I think you've uh, shared with us already on this show how it all worked out, which is still just unreal. Uh, Before we get out of here this week, we do have some questions from the ad-free family. You ready to tackle these? Yep, let's do it. All right, here we go. First question is from Ryan. uh, And he says, wants to know if you ever considered staying in WWF and being a singles competitor, did you ever discuss that with Vince or anyone? No, sir. Yep, we've talked about that in great deal on this show as the reasons why not. Uh, Drew says, uh, Drew Landry asked, on an old episode of Something to Wrestle, Bruce said you were unhappy around Survivor Series 89. Is that true? Were you unhappy with Cash, Creative, Telly's firing, or was it just a combination of all of it? Well, it was Cash till they swerved us on the, on the payoffs, swerved me on the payoffs. I was traveled to death. Um. And I was disappointed in the fact that uh, what I thought was going to be another screw job uh, on my money on the way out. So, you know, I had been lied to, I thought, by the boss. And I had been lied to. He just made it right because he could. So he looked so that he came out of it looking like a man of his word, technically. Um, our buddy Money Michael McClanahan says, what did Arn learn from his time in the WWF that he took back with him to JCP? Is there anything you would change looking back at your run? So is there anything you, you took away from you as you kind of left that organization on your way back to uh, WCW? Don't trust anybody. DTA, the old Stone Cold Steve Austin phrase. There you go. Yep. Our man, Phil Hood, asks, Arn, you worked all four of the main pay-per-views in your year at the WWF. Which was your favorite and why? Uh, Probably SummerSlam with the Hart Foundation. Because we were on first, the crowd was fresh, hot. Those guys, we had enough time uh, opening the show. crowd was awesome. And... uh, they were a good team. We enjoyed working with them. All right. Now, nah, good stuff there. We just uh, went through that match. What a classic it was. Uh, Mike's up next. He says, I have a fun question for the enforcer. Were there any teams in WWF you thought would have fared better in the NWA after working with them or vice versa? Rockers would have been great. I know that would. They would have been great. Um, 
British Bulldogs, maybe if Davy would have been, or not Davy, but Bulldog would have been a little healthier. Yeah, that, yeah, dynamite. Yeah, dynamite. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he was starting to body was starting to tear down on him. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, when you think about tag teams, because everybody thinks about the Road Warriors, Arn and Tully, the Midnights, the Rock and Roll Express, you start to throw in the Rockers, you start to throw in the Bulldogs. The tag team divisions were loaded, though, on both sides back in that era. You know? Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, Bruce Pritchard's money man and dear friend of the show, Lenny Bakken, wants to know. Lenny, by the way, got to see him at StarCast, and it was so great connecting with you, man. He wants to know if wrestling on Saturday night's main event had any type of a different feel or vibe than any other TV taping. Production was better. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, Dick Eversall made you feel special. He made a point to come out and talk to you, or he did with us, and uh, said, you know, I'm glad you guys are on my show. I'm a big fan of you guys. And he was such a gentleman and uh, – Cause he's a big deal, brother. He was yeah. in charge of uh, NBC sports, right? The main big man. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, uh, you had enough time. There was a huge audience. The numbers were my God, the ratings on that show were incredible. And everybody in the world, if you had a good outing on that show, pretty much everybody in the world saw it. Absolutely. I remember being a kid and just setting the old VCR to record it, uh, you know, for those shows, if I couldn't stay up, man, it was, it was can't miss Saturday night's main event. Uh, a little follow up here to some bullshit. I tried to pull on you a few weeks back. Lenny also wants to know if you think you had the red rooster, uh, Lenny also, no, he says, if you think that the red rooster gimmick was a rib or was it sincerely a gimmick, the office thought Terry Taylor could get over with. Remember, I think I asked you if, if they asked you, if you would be the red rooster, would you do it Arn? And you, uh, pretty much shit all over that. But what about the red rooster gimmick for Taylor? Do you think it was a, it was a rib or do you think they really wanted him to try to get it over? Of course, it was a rib. Yeah. Sometimes know. Vince would do stuff just to entertain himself, and that was one of those scenarios. Nobody, Kurt, uh, Kurt Henning couldn't have got that gimmick over. Yeah. As good as he was, and he was Mr. Perfect. What a performer. He couldn't have pulled that off. Nobody could. Yeah, I mean, come on. Roost, a rooster, a wrestling rooster. Think about it. That's correct. Uh, Jeff, not the former Bears defensive back, Fisher says, love this guy. Arn, enjoyed meeting you and Paul at StarCast. Uh, man, I enjoyed meeting you too. He was in the Bret Hart line, and I'm walking by, and he turns around and goes, are you Paul from uh, host Arn? And I'm like, yeah, buddy. And then he introduced himself. Uh, so, man, I love just having opportunities like that to meet people, and I, I guess he got to meet you too there, Arn, at StarCast, and I know you love meeting meeting the fans at your meet and greets and stuff. Yes, I do. He said, uh, had Telly not almost entirely left the business for many years after the WWF run, what do you think the 1990s would have looked like for him in pro wrestling? Hmm. I don't know. There would have still been a spot for him because he was such a tremendous performer. It would have all depended on attitude. You know? Yeah, it's hard to say. It just depends on his outlook, right? Yep. It could have been as good or as bad as he wanted it to be or the way he handled it and how it turned out. 
All right, 24-7, 365, heel in real life. Eddie Prather wants to know, how stiff was the Warrior during the Survivor Series match that you worked with him, and how much did Bobby Heenan hate working with the Warrior? Everybody hated working with the Warrior. I never heard anybody say they enjoyed it. I'm sure they enjoyed the money. That's a money slot, but I don't think they enjoyed it. I mean, he would clothesline you in the mouth pick you up just to drop you into a press slam or something, drop you cockeyed or whatever it may be. Let's just say he wasn't an artiste. You know, he had some issues with rude in the ring. Yes. We know how that turned out, but you know, a lot of guys, you know, I only worked with him that, that one time I think was at the end and he didn't do anything uh, dangerous. Let's just say he was probably about blowed up. Yeah. At that point of the match anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just going to try to finish it out without doing anything sloppy, I guess. But he didn't get me. But I saw nights when I would watch at the curtain and go, God almighty. Why would you just clothesline somebody in the mouth? I mean, move it down six inches. Exactly. Come on. It's not that hard. Brian Fuller wants to know if the money would have been what it was promised to you and Tully and you and Tully was still let go. What do you think WWF would have done with you if, if you decided to stay? Possibly a new tag team or make you into a single star with a new gimmick. I mean, they already had the Red Rooster. Could they have made you the Blue Peacock since, you know, working with NBC? I mean, wh- what do you think? You're going to make me nothing. I'll get my ass out of there. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to have some fun with you. So so but let's, let's be serious. So say you stay. Say you, say you do. Do you think they would have kept you as a tag team performer? Who knows? You Who honestly knows? don't know. Honestly, I, don't. I truly believe once I asked, we asked for our release, it, there was never another thought of, hey, could we repackage this guy? Can we salvage this? Can we make this beneficial to him and us? Guarantee everything just shut down. So symbolic him. Popping those laces on his tennis shoe, taking it off. Yeah. So symbolic. Gotcha. Stephen Hayes, he's asking all the right questions, Arn. He wants to know if there's any chance we get some type of four horsemen stable in AEW. Probably not. Four horsemen are still loved, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. It was more, it was more my because you gotta remember, I never had a t-shirt in the business that was mine, my t-shirt about me until after I left WWE after 19 years, I had never had a t-shirt and I had so many people go, man, I used to love those horseman jackets and I used to love those sweatshirts and, you know, all that horseman gear, the t-shirts, you know, and I wanted to just provide that uh, for the fans that lived through that area because mostly people that when we have these comic cons and stuff and signings, the people that come through my line are your 50 ish and on down to about uh, 20. And that's the people that lived my career with me. And, uh, you know, they said, that's the first thing they say, you know, what's Oli doing, man. I loved y'all when y'all were the horsemen, y'all were the shit. And they're right. So 
you're not going to argue with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There won't be probably another group of horsemen in the near future. Anyway, not with that name. Not with that name. It's hard to. It's hard to follow. That's right. There's going to be a lot of factions and a lot of people that try. All, you know, often imitated, never duplicated. But you won't. They won't have that name because you own the trademark, my friend. That's right. Brad Stanton, who can't sell anything but loves the enforcer, wants to know what was the parting like with demolition, and more seriously, did you like the Survivor Series style? Why do you think it's less? It is less popular today. So, what was parting like with demolition? That's his first question. Well, Barry's still a, one of my best friends to this day. Um, Bill always had nothing but respect for. Same thing. Consider him a friend. Um, but Barry and, and my wife and his wife are best friends to this day. So we've maintained that relationship. It's a tough one. Tough leaving those guys. I'm sure. What about the whole Survivor Series style match? What do you think of that whole that whole gimmick, I guess we'll call it? Uh, I never thought it was made a whole lot of sense. Let's just say you're ready for your first fall to go down. Somebody hits a Anderson slam, let's just say, since we can't call it what it is. And there's a cover and nobody makes a save. What's to stop you from making a save? Yeah. So creatively, you just don't make a save. And that never made any sense to me. Gotcha. There were no rules that said you couldn't. And for the three other guys to watch their, you know, when it was all about hopefully eliminating the other team and getting down to say three on one or whatever the deal was, didn't make much sense to not make a save. There you go. Well, they're very well uh, thought through and makes total sense. And there you go. That's probably why it is a little bit less popular now, Brad. Uh, final question uh, this week, closing us out with the two most powerful words in life. Paul Rothang says, wants to know, what if, by chance, you were going to stay in the WWF and Vince said, who do you want as your tag team championship partner and anyone you want? Who from the roster would have you picked? Kurt Hanning. Wow, what a tag team. Didn't even think of that. I thought you were going to say Haku, but Kurt Henning and Arn Anderson, are you kidding me? Haku would have been just fine. But for me, learning more about the business, he was such a quality performer. I would have learned every single night as his partner. You two would have torn it down, man. What an incredible pairing that could have been. What could have been? There was a fantasy booking that all of our uh, ad-free shows and listeners will love to think about and dream of. Man, so good. Arn, listen, that's going to conclude November 89 next week. We're going to talk about how the enforcer returned home. Well, kind of. If JCP is no more, the NWA is hardly an entity. WCW is now owned by Turner. And Arn's new boss is the pizza man. That's right. You're going to join us next week as we discuss all things December 1989. Arn, are you looking forward to that one? We're turning back to home. You got Jim Hurd. It's going to be interesting, man. Yeah, we'll see what kind of mood I'm in that day. I may cuss him. A little bit. <laughs> That's okay. This is your show. So you can do whatever you want. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe. No, we'll see. See how I feel. Uh, sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward to it on behalf of the Hall of Famer, the creator of the Spine Buster, the founder of the Four Horsemen, Arn Anderson. 
I'm Paul Bromwell, and you've been listening to Arn. You're a good man, Paul. Thank you. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.